Hey, Bill Sinyard here with another Gospel Rant. I actually have my daughter, Allison Alley, with me. Uh, she is a true, full-blooded millennial. The Gospel Rant is all about uh, harnessing the power of the Gospel and, and learning how to speak the Gospel to various types of people and real people in the real world with real problems. And what do we mean by the simple, uncluttered Gospel? It's this. Jesus follower, Christians, uh, spirit-indwelt Christian, 2,000 years ago, strictly because of what Jesus did for you on your behalf, God has to, quote-unquote, has to love you. He does love you as much as the Father loves the Son, the Son loves the Father. You can't mess it up. You can't add to it by good works, by church attendance, uh, but you can't take away by not doing any of those things. And, and our thought here at, at the Gospel app and Take Heart YZ is, wouldn't it make a difference if we really believed that as Christians? I mean, we really felt that, not just check a box, but we felt it. So we're always exploring new ways of missionally speaking that gospel to real people. Well, Allie is very much into uh, the Enneagram. Um, so we had a debate just before he came on where, where she actually, uh, where, where the, 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 the concentration of it is. And she's in the, in the South. Uh, I'm informed. The Southeast. In Sorry. Tennessee. In Tennessee. So Bible Belt. Uh, definitely mm -hmm. Bible Belt, mm -hmm. but appears to be a real uh, uh, dynamic growth and in interest in Enneagram. Now, Allie, when you know I was looking at this in the 70s, I mean, it was, in, in Christian circles, it was considered almost a cult. But what hasn't been considered a cult? <laughs> Pecan pies? Sure, <laughs> if you look hard enough, you could find something sketchy with anything. Um, yeah, and I think that... Uh, that there is some different history, but I think um, there have been people who have kind of developed it into um, what I think can be a really helpful tool for personal and spiritual growth um, and self-awareness. So that's our story. We're sticking with it. It's not a cultic. Yeah, and we're not promoting cultic behaviors. Right. So what is it? Uh, the Enneagram, uh, the word Enneagram is literally just a nine-pointed shape. Hmm. Um, My head. Just Never like mind. your Sorry, head. I digress. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, each, each point represents a number, um, and each number represents a type of personality. Um, and where I found, and I, I understand the Enneagram more so than I do Myers-Briggs, and I don't claim to be an expert on so either. So like Myers-Briggs. Um, similar to Myers-Briggs in that it's, yeah, it's supposed to be a tool to help people recognize um, their, their tendencies. Myers-Briggs, in my own experience of it, has been more based on um, behaviors, and I could mm -hmm. totally be wrong, mm -hmm. but um, the Enneagram really focuses on motivation and mm -hmm. basic fears and questions that you're always trying to answer, and so I love the fluidity of it. So um, mm -hmm. there are nine different types, but the goal is to develop empathy for each of the types and recognize that your perspective is not everyone's perspective, um, but also trying to grow um, in the areas of your life that you don't naturally lean towards mm -hmm. um so recognizing that personality is a great thing but it also typically stems from some need for protection so why would i want to know my personality i mean you know i guess i'm wearing mask i get that i admit that but there's a reason i do that why would i want to know who i really am mm -hmm. uh, well i think even from just like a selfish standpoint recognizing uh, how your personality changes in times of um, like when you are threatened mm -hmm. can be a really helpful thing to even just make you aware that you are feeling threatened in some way. So an example being? Um, an example being um, 
I'm a nine, an Enneagram nine. Mm-hmm. And um, which when, it turns out I think I am too. Potentially, okay. which we're claiming for the week. For the week. Um, but um, I'm a, a nine. nine. I shift. That's right. <laughs> a nine yeah, typically yeah, yeah. Um, takes on part of the six under stress. And mm-hmm. um, what does that, that look like? They can take on the the anxiety of a six, so mm-hmm. they can, um, like for me, I know that there's something going on wrong in my soul <laughs> mm-hmm. when I'm spending a lot of time on WebMD, or mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. um, questioning everything, or I'm processing mm-hmm. ridiculous outcomes to things that I'm never speaking out loud because it's just internal um, anxiety. And really, I didn't actually recognize that was happening. Um, and I think part of that is, is just the nature of being a nine is uh, we tend to kind of be numb to our own feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, but I recognized, oh, my gosh, wait, there is a correlation between when something is off in mm-hmm. my heart mm-hmm. um, and the amount of time I spend on WebMD. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started recognizing mm-hmm. that this can actually be um, a helpful tool for me to realize, oh no, like I need to look at how I can spiritually grow in this mm-hmm, moment or mm-hmm. get back um, in, t- in tune with myself mm-hmm. and recognizing, um, I think, I mean, personality is also a stemming of how to meet your needs. Um, so recognizing your limits and your, your boundaries and each person has, has like that looks different for each person. Um, so this is how we were made. This is this philosophy. God made us this way with mm-hmm. nine basic, uh, generic, personality types. I mean, mm-hmm. we're all very different. But. Right. And there's so many, there's lots of research on like subtypes and, yeah. and different wings. And so like nine factorial, if you will. <laughs> but right, right. Yes. Yeah. But there's nine sort of camps. Like, uh, like in the book we, you, you recommended to me, what is it? Uh, the Road Back to You by right. Ian Cron right. um, and co-written with Susan right. Stabile. And we don't make a percentage off of that. No. But it's really good. And he does talk about it spiritually. He does talk about it related to God, which I really like. Uh, but he says it's like the you know there's there's only a, a couple of basic colors, mm-hmm. but there's a thousand versions of red. Yes. But you look at it and go, well, that's red. Right. And and there's even combinations, mm-hmm. red and green, and right. And I like that he addresses, and I don't I don't know if he addresses it in the book or if it's in a podcast, um, but he talks about like um, let's recognize that God doesn't lean a certain way, right? Like all right. of these nine types are God really... doesn't have one of these personality types. Right. So he he is the the healthy I'm air quoting and you can't hear that, but I heard it. <laughs> thank you. Um he is the healthy attributes of all of these nine things. Okay. And so I, even though it's focusing more on Each fears, is a reflection of him. It's also a reflection of him. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. if we can study it and recognize mm-hmm. the beauty mm-hmm. of each of these types, we can actually learn more about yeah the father by relating with others and people do go through the bible and look at the various characters paul abraham and say which right yeah that's not where we're going to go we're going to go what differences make in my relationship to god and relationship to other people Mm -hmm. we're being missional here so the idea is what differences does the single gospel make in the life of a nine or a distressed nine or an unhealthy nine or or eight or seven or, or one uh, to see if the other can... numbers are never. Yeah, forget the other. You're saying, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, only mm-hmm. nines were the only unhealthy ones. Okay, so uh, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, tell us about the the nine uh, points, the nine enneagram types. Okay, um, so when we were talking about this podcast, um, we um, we kind of took the the angle of well, perfect love casts out all fear. And so what if we focus specifically on the core fears of each of the numbers? Um, So this is not 
I'll say this is not my own information. I am not all of these numbers, and so I don't claim to know all this, but I think, um, so if, if we just start kind of by describing the yeah. numbers, yeah, and then, then save helpful. a fear, that's good. And then then each uh, subsequent podcast will take one of the numbers Great. and run with it and okay. destroy them personally. <laughs> Great, rip them apart. So be, enough, be afraid, uh, yeah. but that's okay. Our goal is to destroy Perfect personality. Cast that out. Welcome to the cult that <laughs> is not cultish at all. Right. Right. Um, okay, well, so the one um, has, each one has like different names, and the original Enneagram was not given these titles, but people kind of changed it. And it's not good or bad, but the one does yes. the name is does not sound good. Um, well, it depends on... Who you are. If you're one, I guess. No. So typically, and I'll just say, yeah, okay, okay. But I will say, typically you are the most disgusted by the number that you are when you're reading over Mm. all of them. You're like, ugh, who would do that? And then you're like, oh, it's because I have shame. But anyways, side note. Uh, So one, ones are um, typically known as the the perfectionist, the improver, or the... I like that better. Oh, oh, there's something has to do with justice, and I can't think of... The Reformer. There it is. Mm. Um, so they are... Um, yeah, I like that better. Yeah. Let's so they are typically the people that are struggling with having a very loud self-critic um, because they always see what something could be, not what it actually is. They never achieve um, perfection. Yes. So stereotypically, they are the more... Type A, they've got a very specific way to load the dishwasher, and if you don't do it that way, you will know it. Or mm-hmm. um, in unhealth, they can often be critical of others because they're reflecting, or uh, not reflecting, projecting what they expect of you mm-hmm. or themselves, which is perfectionism. But they also are... So they can be critical. They can be critical. Unhealthy. But yeah. also thinking about that word like reformer, they're also the people that are fighting for justice because they see things mm-hmm. very black and mm-hmm. white. And so when something is wrong, mm-hmm. they are the people that will make sure it is right. Uh, their core emotion is anger. And mm. they are known for... <clears throat> uh, they're in the anger triad. So they are known for using that anger for productive capabilities. Mm. So they are fueled by something is wrong... I'm going to fix it. Okay. Um, the two is typically known as the ooh, the helper, and I can't think of the other name for it. Um, but the two's underlying kind of motivation is they need to be needed. Um, so they are the people that are really good at recognizing when someone needs something. They are um, great friends to have. They are the ones who want to be there for you, who are going to uh, show up with meals when you're sick. They mm-hmm. are... Um, not going to wait for you to ask. They're going to be there. Um, mm-hmm. The danger with that is often they can expect the same treatment, but mm-hmm. they don't often mm-hmm. ask for it or know how to speak for it um, mm-hmm. because they so automatically run to, what can I help with? What can I do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, or so, these are ones in the church that eventually complain, I'm doing too much. Why, is it, why isn't anybody else helping? Right, and they can be very taken advantage of because they're the first to sign up. And that too. Um, yeah. Uh, really kind people. They tend mm-hmm. to be the people who mm-hmm. you want to talk to. Mm-hmm. Who, right. um, yeah, we do just, tend to abuse them. That's that's a, yes. that's a good good point. Um, let's see, and they are part of the. I think I think it's the gut triad. I would need to look at that. Um, and also, each number more yet to come. Yes, um, and each <laughs> number is connected to two other numbers um, in stress and security. And also people tend to have wings. So there are many different connections within this. So perfectionist, the helper. 
the three is the achiever or the performer. Mm. Um, the threes are known as being typically very charismatic, very adaptable. Um, they are typically known as being leaders and um, they're... Their basic fear is not being valued. So they are... By others. By by others. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're mm-hmm. trying to prove it by being the best at whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so failure is very hard for a three. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, threes uh, need need affirmation. As often. you're thinking of these, you're thinking of actual people you know who fit these categories. I'm not willing to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I'm not <laughs> um, going, yeah, but I know at least uh, one person in every category at yeah. this point uh, okay. who is like claiming it. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and each, each one kind of has their own deadly sin as well as something that like it really gives them a beautiful perspective in the world. So I'm yeah. just kind of... When we dig deep, we'll talk about what it looks like when they're healthy, yeah, when they're yeah. unhealthy, okay. what their sin is, and, and then, yeah, and then right. what difference the gospel yeah. makes. So. I'm very nervous that I'm being unfair to types. I don't have any favorites. I'm just saying the first things that I know about <laughs> all of these numbers. Um, the four is the individualist or the um, the artist, I've heard it be called romantic Um, i've heard romantic and again none of these names are my own these are ones that i've heard from various authors um so no credit claimed so you've read a lot about this i mean you're 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 a resident expert here no 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 i am not an expert (laughs) at all i've been i've had lots of conversations about it which i find to be the most helpful i'm fascinated that the young adults are having conversations and this is one of the things they're talking about yeah i rejected it at first but we can talk about that okay later all right um yeah, so the fours um, underlying fear is being abandoned because there's something inherently missing or wrong with them. Um, so, um, childhood stuff? Maybe, like maybe something happened or was taken from them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they really have um, this, this push to be unique and to be recognized. Mm-hmm as an individual so they can show how they bring value if you will um artist yes um so i've heard it i've heard it mm-hmm. said that um they are comfortable with melancholy mm-hmm. uh, which is a, an interesting yep. phrase to me um it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that all fours are sad people right but it does mean that they um like to linger in that reflective very emotive very emotive mm-hmm. um so not all fours are artistic people mm-hmm. um but they Mm-hmm. really value going deep quickly mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. yeah want but they want, want to be noticed want to be noticed okay. yeah um, that's a problem. for something yep um okay five yeah five is the investigator which is what um, i thought i was and now i'm not sure yes um yeah so they are are motivated by a need to function well in Check. the world Check. um Maybe so. The investigator, or I've also heard it um, said as the observer mm-hmm. or the collector. Check. Um, so this is a person who is very aware, typically, of their social stamina. Um, not that they are all introverts, mm-hmm. um, but they mm-hmm. tend to know. Okay, now I need to retreat, or what it might be. Um, I've heard the term inner sanctum. Mm-hmm. Um, in reference to a five, they tend to be very um, hungry for information, um, mm. and they're they're fueled by Check. by an interest in a specific information. So they want to collect knowledge or collect. Do they hoard things. it? Is that one of their um, fives? I believe that they're. I want to say that they're 
they might be glut. No, the seven is gluttony. Um, yeah, but they can be known as hoarders, um, or or it could be it could be information, it could be items, it could be mm-hmm. paraphernalia, you know, like it could be whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Um, Books for me. Yeah, so I would yeah. say, yeah, I think caves yeah. are kind of expected when it comes okay. to right. to five. I could be a five. Um, yeah, Six. but they they also uh, feel pressured to like be able to answer things. Like there's this yeah. intellectual. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've never had that pressure. <laughs> um, anyways. Low bar. Just a low bar. <laughs> uh, the six is the loyalist, and I can't remember the other name for it. Mm-hmm. Um, sixes are interesting in that um, within the six, there can be two opposite sixes. It's the only type like that. So you can be counterphobic six or a phobic six. What does that mean? Um, phobic is you are reacting. So both of them are obviously um a relationship with fear um and six is all about where they stand with authority um so a phobic six is going to respond in fear and kind of run a counterphobic six is going to notice the fear and reject it and they tend to look more like an eight versus responding in anxiety meaning um we'll we'll get to that Ah, like challenging i can't wait so challenging authority so a six can either um be very loyal or challenge be very loyal or challenge um and often sixes it depends yeah well it could depend on on the authority it could depend Mm -hmm. on the six are they always counterphobic or are they somebody who depending on the situation Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. can kind of swing either way Mm -hmm. depends who they're loyal to depends who they're loyal to could be the the silo people yes the people yes but they're Mm -hmm. very dedicated um the sixes Mm -hmm. i know are not quick they're not fickle people they are quick what i mean Mm -hmm. is they're not quick to change their mind they're not quick to drop friends people who stay in church for a long time uh maybe i honestly don't I've got to think about the sixes that I know. The ones that I'm thinking of uh, don't don't attend church. Okay. Um, but an mm-hmm. organization that they have submitted to or a boss, uh, they will tend to be loyal. they will fight to defend their honor. Mm-hmm. Um, but sixes are typically the people that um, you have a little of that to stay faithful to the mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles, even though well, that's because. I'm not a bandwagon. <laughs> um, uh, that'll be another topic for another and day. And the Eagles okay. um, But, um, yeah, so the the core thing about the six that I was going to say, and then you, you pushed me up. off. Mm-hmm. I was being relevant. <laughs> uh, is that the sixes... Or people want to know. Stop it. <laughs> the sixes... Um, oh, um, they are the people who have thought through every outcome always. So they are okay. typically the mm-hmm. most prepared... In like emergency situations because Ooh. everything has gone through in their head. So they're like the people with the mom bag and they're like, oh, don't worry. Like when somebody mm-hmm. passes out, I have, you know, okay. stereotypically. Okay. Uh, the seven is the enthusiast. Um, I forget another name that I've heard for it. Um, but the sevens, uh, they are motivated by a fear of pain. Um so everything they do is in order to escape pain, distract from pain, make light of it. Emotional pain as well. I mean, like, now we know loneliness yeah. is a pain yes. in our brain. Yes. So I'm, spe- I'm thinking more so emotional, emotional pain brain. than physical pain. Um, so sevens stereotypically are the people who are skydiving and doing adventurous things. And not all sevens have to be like that. Um, but typically mm-hmm. they 
they can be very funny people because they, when something is really dark, they're going to find light in it mm. or they're going to mm-hmm. pull a prank and distract from the situation. Okay. Um, so they're not quick Fun to, to have around, but you're not sure if you know them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but you always want them there. Okay. Um, yes. The life of the party. Life of the party. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Eight. Eight is the challenger. This one is always very intriguing to me. Um, it says here on relevantmagazine.com that their underlying fear is being hurt or controlled. Um, mm-hmm. So the way mm-hmm. this was kind of explained to me is um, an eight typically has some sort of bullying in their background, like somebody has bullied them. And so when they see someone being belittled, they are projecting themselves on that person and they are a mama bear. Like they are, or dad a bear. <laughs> dad a, I don't know. Dad a bear? Mm-hmm. Um, dad a boy. In the boy. Greek. In the Greek. In the Greek. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they are the ones who are going to challenge whoever hurts their whatever they've taken under their wing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can be known as very bold and brash people. That's the healthy, the healthy eight. Uh, yeah. The unhealthy eight. Is going to be very bold and brash people and everyone is against them and they're going to be loud Paranoid. and they're going to pick fights because that's how they show mm-hmm. that they're in control mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. you don't control them. And so as long as they can show that they have no chains on them. So uh, I read Patton, for instance, General Patton, mm-hmm. some, a lot of the... The uh, CEOs, a lot of presidents mm-hmm. and and uh, uh, prime ministers mm-hmm. and dictators mm-hmm. yeah. would have been eights. Probably. Um, but also I would say um, probably a lot of activists are eights. Like people who are saying like... Take a cause and yeah, run with or, it. Um, or people who have been marginalized. Mm. Get, like an eight is mm. going to head up that cause and they mm. do not care who they offend. They do not... You know, like they yep. are going to... Okay. To make sure that Greenpeace, you, probably yeah, and I again don't Black have, Lives Matter, yeah, yeah. leadership, right? Eights and ones are yeah. you know okay, okay. they get stuff done, get stuff done, and yet unhealthy they can beat they, up people. Yes, okay, yeah. okay, okay. All right, last one nine. Nine. <laughs> Which, by the way, we think we are yeah. just just for full. The irony is, I always get tired by the time I get to nines. When yeah, I talk about this. yeah. We should start with nine. <laughs> we, we're the best. Right? Uh, so nines. Are confusing. Um, what? I, well, I think you want to. We'll have to edit that out. Okay. So it says here again on relevantmagazine.com that our underlying fear is being separated from others. That's the peacemaker, right? That's what we are. Yeah. Um, and so the biggest thing is conflict. Um, so we are working always to uh, maintain inner and outer peace. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's within our soul. Um, emotion is risky, mm-hmm. um, expressing it as well as feeling it. Right. Um, so we often can tend to zone out or what? detach. Um, <laughs> what? We also are known for merging with other numbers, so we're also mm-hmm. very commonly misidentified um, because we see attributes of all the numbers in ourselves as well as people see themselves in us or what they need us to be because mm-hmm. uh, nines can also be very adaptable. On the mm-hmm. positive side of that is it comes with extreme empathy. Yep. Um, so or typically impacts. typically we're feeling other people's feelings maybe even more so than they are um, but we also are absorbing that and there's not typically room for us to be aware of our own feelings. So we burn out. So we burn out quick mm-hmm. um, and we often don't even realize that we're not 
being ourselves. Like we are being ourselves, but we're not fully in tune. It, it's subconscious. We're not doing this no, on purpose. No, it's it's not always manipulative. It mm. can lead to um, as as a number in the anger triad. It can lead to uh, passive aggression because we often mm-hmm. it, it is a number similar to two. It can be really taken advantage of mm-hmm. um, because the nine doesn't often realize mm-hmm. that it's happening or will just not cause the conflict to stand up for themselves. It's- so when I was in seventh grade, I had a friend, Alan Shelton, and I liked the music that he liked, even though I don't know if I did or not. Mm-hmm. But I always liked the songs that he liked. And he would memorize the songs and sing them. So I would memorize the songs and sing them mm-hmm. just so that I would be liked by Alan Shelton. Yeah. Is that nine-ish? Maybe. It's also a middle school thing. It's okay. Well, yeah, it could be just insecurity. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, but I, I took on his that. persona. Yeah. I took on his likes. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the songs are pretty cool, but they would have been my first choice. See, and I wonder, and I feel like we're already getting into a nine podcast okay. here, but yeah, yeah. I... I'll say I feel like I'm pretty aware of who I am. Like mm-hmm. it's not a me becoming other people, mm-hmm. but I'll be in conversations with people where they'll get really riled up about something mm-hmm. and I'll be feeling their passion mm-hmm. and I'm right there with them and I meet mm-hmm. them there. Okay. That's and so healthy. they so they healthy feel though. yes, but then I'll leave and maybe I didn't agree with what they were saying, but okay. they feel like I have just been there with them. Like yeah. we are kindred yeah. spirits. Your soul, sister, soul. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so I've had to come come back and think, wait a second, what did I actually say? What did I actually agree to? Yeah. And was I agreeing or was I just listening and empathizing right. with them? Right. And I need to well, often separate I, myself. I would never do anything like that. Just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, this is about as long as we want to go uh, for our podcast. But all of this is going to eventually veer back to what difference does the gospel make? to unhealthy versions of each of those things mm-hmm. so that we can actually be whole, that we can actually flourish, so we can actually be good partners and good friends and have good conversations and care for each other without using each other, right? I mean, right. and every one of the nine needs that, mm-hmm. right? Um, we, we want to be healthy, and the gospel takes baby steps right now to make us healthy, not to change us from a nine to a five or a five to a three or whatever, mm-hmm. but to be the best we can be. Baby steps. This is not heaven. And that's the goal of the gospel, and that's what we look forward to in the gospel app. Okay. So uh, thank you for making it all the way through this podcast. We are going to start uh, with one of the podcasts. We haven't we, uh, types. We haven't decided which one, but mm-hmm. we will start, and uh, it'll probably roll out uh, on, in, a, in a couple of days. So uh, take heart, child of God. Hello, I'm Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we are the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. What we believe is that addiction is not a surprise to God. That's right. We discuss addiction from a biblical worldview and how true freedom comes through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolute freedom from addiction. The secular worldview of once an addict, always an addict is just not true. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, subscribe to Life After Addiction at lifeaudio.com.